Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 13 of the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Hoos, and I've got Casey, MBG, and Joy with me in the virtual studio again today for part two of our special two-part episode. Today, we're going to be counting down the five best message board posts from 2022, focusing on the ones that we did not get a chance to discuss this season. Before we get to the posts, we have a championship game to discuss we had two great semifinal games. This one, <laughs> not so much. Casey, what do you think about the game? I think there's something to be said about really, really good semifinal games and then awful finals because there's been nothing but blowouts in the semis and then really good games in the finals in the past. I don't know, probably really there's only one other blowout. And I would even say the LSU Clemson game wasn't a blowout for three quarters. Uh, but this game was holy moly. I turned it off, and I've never done that for a national championship game. I literally went to bed. It oh, did you, you pull the cord? Yeah, you, you, you have more discipline than I do. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It was just like I had sympathetic, uh, I was sympathetically embarrassed for TCU. Yeah. Yeah, Joy, what'd you think? You had one of your uh, SEC foes in the championship game. I assume you were rooting for TCU. I actually was not. I was rooting for Georgia. There you go. I was rooting for Georgia. Personally. SEC. Look, SEC. No, I know. I was going to say, I'm going to get attacked tonight. I can just feel it. Oh, yeah. But I just, I was kind of, I was kind of glad that they curb stomped them because I feel like there's been a little bit of disrespect as of lately with the, Towards the greatest conference in college football, and I was <coughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking. <laughs> kind of glad they held their own. The disrespect. Uh, Did I? I think I read that. Yeah, everyone in the conference was picked to go below 500 this year. Uh, so. <laughs> okay, calm down. I didn't say that. <laughs> However, I was just grateful, and honestly, I I spent all year saying that I didn't. I thought that TCU was really like, I thought they got really lucky on some games. There were some games that I thought they shouldn't have won. And I just think like they finally got that opponent that exposed, exposed them. That's, that's, um, I'm going to leave it at that because if I say any more, Twitter is going to come at me when this is over. <laughs> MVG, did you make it to the end of the game? I did. I, I didn't want to be the guy who missed the greatest comeback in college football history. <laughs> And, and you weren't so nope. good job. So so I hung at I hung through it. It was a little disappointing for me because, you know, you always want to catch some like real irrational posts. But in a game like that, I mean, if you're a TCU fan, I'm not quite sure anything is irrational in terms of <laughs> what you have to comment about the game. So it was it was tough sledding to find any real uh, terrible posts on the board because um, anything they. They could have come up with. They probably would have been right. right. It might so. be one of the only games this season that's that the losing team did not blame the officials. <laughs> <laughs> no, tough to find a conspiracy there. 
Yeah. Yep. So uh, and they were from the ACC. So yeah. I, I, that was the only thing I knew in a close game the ACC would find a way to screw the whole thing up. So that I was kind of rooting for a close game for that reason, but. We didn't even get a chance to put our uh, fingerprints on the game there. But does um, any conf- does any conference say, "Man, we got some really good refs in our league"? <laughs> Not one. Not one. My two favorite takeaways from the game: first of all, Georgia hit the over on their own, which is awesome. Uh, I think the over was sixty three and a half, and until the last like couple minutes of the game, Georgia was averaging over a point per play. They ended up at 0.9 points per play for the game. But at one point, they had run like 63 plays and had 65 points, which is, I mean, it's just insane. So, uh, congrats. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're a juggernaut. It's, you know, it's two in a row. They're teed up for next year. And, you know, Alabama and Georgia fans are going after it on Twitter, which is always fun. So, uh, lots to look forward to next year for, for some schools at least. Georgia's probably headed for a three-peat. After seeing their schedule next year, it's going to be pretty hard for them to. I got them going six and six next year. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Get the record so that one's on one of the video yeah. loop in the Georgia locker room for ammunition all next year. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a good segue <laughs> into our next segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, somebody who did something particularly dumb this past week. We're going to take a vote and see who wins. So why don't we start off, Casey, you want to go first? Sure. I'll lead off. This week, my geniuses of the week are Alabama fans. And not just one in particular Alabama fan. I'm going after the entire Alabama fan base. We get it. Your team was good. You beat Kansas State. By the transitive property, you beat TCU. (laughs) But, however, the best four teams, ah, I won't say best, the most deserving four teams made it to the college football playoff. They did. I'm sorry. You can disagree with me or not. Don't lose twice. Yes, if a two-loss team were to ever get in the playoff, it would probably be Alabama. But it hasn't happened yet, and they didn't deserve it this year. So Alabama fans, relax. You don't get the national championship. You are my genius of the week. (laughs) All right, Joy, who do you have? My genius of the week. I originally was just going to pick one player. Um, But I think it's every Georgia football player – who was somehow gaslighted into believing that anyone thought they were going to go seven and five. The amount of Georgia football players that said in their post game, like interviews that everyone doubted them and they were going seven and five and no one had them winning. And they were, they were not supposed to do this again. I mean, I genuinely just don't know, like, if they're living on another planet or what's happening, but they are, without a doubt, my genius of the week. Well, it's the biggest underdog story since uh, Bryce Young last year, right? I mean, ever. Ever. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they did open with Oregon. You know, that was a good out-of-conference, you would would think, right? But then Samford, South Carolina, Kent State, Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, Tennessee. Tennessee was good. Mississippi State, Kentucky, Georgia Tech. Where they challenged once, 
I mean, I know they were in that Missouri game, but were they actually challenged at all? Yeah, exactly. And, they, and it gets worse next year when they add Kent State and Austin P. Yeah. 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 And who the hell, where were the five losses coming from, by the way? Like, which of those <laughs> Exactly. And, like, if you were doubted in one game all season, it might have been the Tennessee game. And that's because right. Tennessee was rolling yeah. until that game. But and they were favored. They had to be favored in every game, right? Like, yes. I didn't look. They were, sure they were favored in that game. Probably yeah, favored by double were. digits in almost every game. Yeah, and they were favored that game specifically because it was at Sanford. So I'm like, y'all were yeah. – like, literally no one ever doubted you. Kirby Smart's gaslighting skills are second to none. I mean, I am impressed. That's why I heard someone say that that was probably the best coaching job he did all year was to convince his team that uh, people actually thought they were going to lose five games. I mean, I'm <laughs> – it's impressive, honestly. All right, MBG, who do you have this week? Well, I'm going to go a little bit off the board here. I've got one particular Oklahoma fan uh, that I think is the genius of the week. And the reason why I think he's the genius of the week, and by the way, his name is is appears to be Carl. Uh, Carl, <laughs> it looks like. Look, just Carl. It looks like Carl maybe shares a computer with his wife, perhaps. <laughs> and it, and it, it appears that Carl is a regular poster on the Oklahoma board, but it also appears that Carl looks at other things on the internet and forgot to close his browser uh, history. <laughs> because he, uh, there was a post under his account that says cheating men. And the post says, I'm beat Texas Carl's wife. I don't know how most of you men feel about porn and paying and talking to other women to hook up with, but your wives need to be aware of your husbands doing the same thing as well as looking at filthy pics on here as well, because this wife is just about had her feel of it. Feel <laughs> F E E L of it twice is too many. So apparently this wasn't the first time she busted old Carl. And then a little bit later, Carl starts a new thread and tells everybody that he's deleting his account. So it looks as though Carl got busted uh, doing some extracurricular stuff on the interwebs <laughs> and, and got busted by his wife for apparently the second time. So for not closing his browser, Carl <laughs> is my genius of the week. That is amazing. Yeah, poor, poor Carl. Carl's feeling it today. I mean, poor guy probably can't even get on the internet. You think she <laughs> threw the, the computer out the window? And you what mean? kind of computer was it? Was it absolutely a, dex, a desktop, not one of those all-in-ones? Oh, Carl's on a desktop. Yeah, yeah. Carl's on an old desktop computer. <laughs> I appreciate that, the fact like... that his wife wrote an entire letter on the message board to tell everyone how she felt about it. Yep, and their wives too, in case their wives were also. Uh, yeah, because so many wives are just walking. I was gonna out. say, like, if anyone's gonna listen, I'm sure it's a bunch of you know. I wish I knew her name because board. I bet her Facebook page is popping. <laughs> oh, Carl, I would, I would have hated to been Carl that night. R.I.P. Carl. Well, I didn't have a Carl. I didn't have a good football one this week. I went. I went. To a different sport. I did stay in the SEC in honor of uh, Georgia's natty win. Um, I'm going with uh, Twitter user Noah Layton, who is a Kentucky Wildcats fan. And just to take you guys back, 
if you recall, but uh, Kentucky had a rough NCAA tournament last year. They were number two seed. They lost in the first round to number 15 seed St. Peter's. And what, I mean, many people would call the most embarrassing NCAA tournament <laughs> loss of all time. Um, <laughs> I personally can't think of any that were more embarrassing than that. I see what um, you did there. Yeah, it's been uh, more of the same this year. Kentucky just lost to South Carolina, whose Ken Palm ranking is in the 200s. I think they're favored by like 19 and a half. They lost at home, snapped a 28-game home winning streak. Uh, Noah Layton was so fed up with everything, he started to go fund me to buy out John Calipari's contract. Same John Calipari that, of course, has led Kentucky to four Final Fours and a national championship um, Noah has set a very high goal of $52 million. And uh, would you like to know how much he's raised so far as of this recording? It's mm. good Kentucky fans. They got some money. So, uh, it's 500,000, uh, close. He's at $5. So this <laughs> $52 million goal. That's not even a, right. that's not even enough to fly a banner around a stadium. <laughs> it's not even enough to buy a letter on a banner. Right. It it's is enough to send a certified letter. It is. That's, that's I mean, a good point. Do they have there. five cents a can in Kentucky? <laughs> that they can recycle? Like, yeah, Noah's got to get a little bit more creative than that. So, Honestly, so. Rupp Arena might be might bring in a little bit more money. <laughs> While we're on that topic. I'm not going to let the Kentucky topic go because there was a post that I saw yesterday and then we can vote on my genius of the week in a minute. But there was a post that I tweeted out yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it from a Kentucky fan after they lost to South Carolina. It's too funny to let it go. So this guy falls right in line with your poster. His name on the, the board is Dickie V. And the title of this post is what cracked me up the most because it said a man shattered. And then he says, Kentucky basketball is my life. My wife stood in front of me 15 years ago and declared it was her or basketball. I did the cats, cats, cats chant as she walked out the door. UK basketball is all I look forward to all week and tune in to watch this crap. I'm at a loss for words and emotion. So... Not only is your guy shattered, but this guy here is a shattered man, and he gave up his wife for Kentucky basketball, and now they're losing to South Carolina at home. Yeah, the, the chanting cats, cats, cats on the way out the door, um, if true, he, he, he might be the biggest moron ever. <laughs> he would be the ultimate genius. Yeah. <laughs> I, I sense that you don't believe that he chanted his wife out the door. I, cats, I, cats, cats, cheer. I, I'll say this. I want to believe it. That is probably the best way to put it. So I'm, I'm going to choose to believe it because it's, it's awesomely hilarious, but, <laughs> but, but, and you know, the, the reality is probably not quite as good as that. It was the title alone that got me a man shattered. I don't care what he said. after that. <laughs> the title was too good. It was too good. What's his yes. name? Do we have a name on this gentleman? Dickie V. Well, actually, it's Dickie, and I think it's Roman numerals after that, so it might be Dickie the Eighth. <laughs> I don't know, or Dickie like, V. I'm it's either too. it's either Dickie the Eighth or Dickie V the Third. <laughs> I don't. 
there's a fine line, really. I don't I don't know what he was going for there. All right. So I guess we're going order here. Casey, who gets your vote this week? Carl's wife. <laughs> All right, Joy, what there's about you? I feel like I'm about to lose my champion title. Yes, I'm rubbing it in one more time while it's relevant. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to go Carl's wife too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going the same same direction. Yeah, poor this Carl. Carl point. needs something. I feel like it's only right <laughs> that in Carl needs a win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm but sure I, being voted the biggest moron is just gonna <laughs> make his day that much better. <laughs> probably has well, his phone he too. He's probably not listening to this podcast anytime soon. <laughs> Well, at least now he can go back to his wife and say, look what you've done. And maybe <laughs> maybe save some, some face there. Maybe or that will, we won. Yeah, maybe that will be like our new slogan. <laughs> <laughs> what we can do together. All right. So before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. All right, MBG, we counted down uh, 10 through 6 or 6 through 10 last week. We've got 1 through 5 this week. So what do you have for us at number 5 in the rankings? All right. Well, number 5, this was a post that I think came uh, sometime last uh, spring, maybe early summer, from the Rutgers board. We don't get a lot of Rutgers stuff. Uh, we do not. This was an this was an all timer um, on the Rutgers board, and it was by a poster named KYK eighteen twenty seven, and the title of the post says Elon Musk could make Rutgers football a blue blood like Alabama. This is a bit lengthy, but it's worth every word of it. Uh, so so hang in there. Because he says that this isn't as crazy as it sounds. So right there, you know, it's going to be pretty crazy. <laughs> if the title didn't give it away, the first sentence does. In the world of name, image, and likeness, all it takes is money. That's it. To become a blue blood. And for a guy like him, Elon, uh, $10 million a year is a drop in the bucket and would make us national title contenders. Here is why Musk is a great partner for Rutgers. Num number one, Elon always enjoys a challenge and punching up rather than punching down. Number two, the Southern schools like A&M are funding the NIL with oil tycoon money. This would be an opportunity for Elon to show how much stronger uh, electrical vehicle money is and in a proxy war swing uh, his power uh, across the oil money's face. <laughs> we, we've got to get some, uh, you know, sound effects in here for the cuss words. <laughs> Number three, with our school's expansive and high quality engineering program, a partnership between Musk and Rutgers would serve as a huge benefit for his companies as our high quality intellectual capital rewards him by taking jobs at his companies. And four, and this is the one, this is the kicker. I think this is the one that would probably get Elon. 
Number four, we could even incorporate some things he had loved, such as a number 69 reward, where our best offensive lineman is given number 69 with the name Musk on the back for the season every year, and they get extra money and serve, quote, come rockets as concession stands sponsored by Tesla in honor of one of Elon's favorite cryptos. The come rockets would just be cannolis. Um, anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, Bambi J, I'm so proud of you. It's worth a shot. Who knows? Yeah. Elon? Question mark. I I threw that last one in there for you because I just couldn't find a good substitute there that would really do it justice. <laughs> Let's so, if, if there's anything a fan of a blue blood football program is looking for, it's the ability to saunter up to a concession stand <laughs> and order a cum rocket like that. That's the number one thing. <laughs> but I just got a visual. As the, as the resident New Jerseyite and Italian, probably, maybe. I don't know. Cannolis and that word together. Just, wow. That visual was amazing. I'm never going to eat a cannoli again. Right. Not without thinking about this guy. Not right. after this. Thanks, KYK1827. <laughs> wow. Just $10 million Elon dollars a year. Um, and all that would be his. So I didn't know if there was a connection between Rutgers and Elon. So the first thing I did was Google it. And the first two results were an article <laughs> from Rutgers.edu titled, Will Twitter Survive Elon Musk? And then <laughs> the second result was MBG's post on Twitter with this <laughs> message <laughs> post. So... I'm going, no, this is just a complete shot in the dark here for this guy. I mean, you got but, James Gandolfini, rest right. in peace. You got some other big time alums from Rutgers. Elon's the man, though. But do we really think that it would only take $10 million a year to make Rutgers a contender? I mean, how much money realistically do you think it would take to make Rutgers good? I mean, that's a good question. Like, who's their coach? Is Shiano still their coach? Yes. yes. Yeah. So, I mean, what, 100 million? Is that going to do it? I mean, 10 million is not going to do it. <laughs> 10 million is not going to come close, I don't think. Well, there was, so, a whole, there was a whole thing when Shiano got rehired that Shiano was asking for like access to the to this university plane so that it can go recruit. And it caused like a huge hubbub. Like, I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. And he's like, well, hello, we need to recruit kids. And the AD basically was like, can you just stay in New Jersey and recruit? <laughs> it's a little bit limiting as far as just... So they got some decent team. players out of New Jersey, but yeah. it doesn't... Uh, they usually go to Michigan or Penn State or Notre Dame. Yeah, I, I think I was reading today that Jaden Rashada was talking about getting between 7 and $10 million himself. So if you look at it from that standpoint, I'm not sure $10 million is going to do it. Well, I mean, you got to get a, a different coach, right? So you're talking what? Let's say $50 million for, you know, a top-tier coach. And then how much for NIL? 30 40 and I don't, we don't, I mean, our, our players have NIL deals with McDonald's, so I don't really know what the numbers are at these other schools. Joy, <laughs> you might know better than, than we do, but um, – I don't, I don't think $10 million is going to really hook Rutgers up. No, not at all. I think your $100 million was a better 
was a better estimate. But if, if someone got to wear the number 69 and put musk on the back, <laughs> I mean, that might be worth it. I mean, he would find that funny, I'm sure. Right. I mean, very little doubt about that. Well, it seems kids like that. definitely want to be like, yes, I got the Musk jersey. <laughs> 69 Musk. <laughs> While eating a cum rocket. Right. <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's in Me the too, post. Joy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just reading the post. Right. Just, I didn't I'm say just wrong. y'all were making me uncomfortable. I just said I am uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I think how uncomfortable you'd be if you heard somebody ordering one at an LSU game, right? Give me a corn dog and a cum rocket. You don't want to hear anybody ordering one. Please stop. <laughs> Can we go to number four? I'm begging you. All right, here it is, Joy, just for you. Number four. Casey, the, number four comes from your neck of the woods and from a poster that we've had on here before, Fast Chad. And this was, I think Fast Chad was trying to talk to us a little bit about the transfer portal and the players' relationship with coaches and how and when players should maybe think about uh, leaving schools and going to new schools. And so he's got a bit of a, a story here to kind of help us understand he says, disloyal assistant coaches are, are just like stepdads. Players and recruits need to realize that just like nobody will ever love them a real dad, Coach Dabo Swinney is the only coach that will ever truly care about them. Coach <laughs> Swinney should be the only person they factor into their decision on where to play. Stepdads come and go. <laughs> And I promise you, they care far more about what mom does for them after their shift is done than they care about you. Assistant coaches are no different. Some of them might know how to teach you to block and tackle just like the cool stepdad that teaches you how to roll your first cigarette. But at the end of the day, when mom gets complacent and gains a few pounds, he's going to ditch you to become the stepdad for the third baseman on your little league team whose hot mom bakes a mean ziti casserole and just got divorced. <laughs> Even worse, some stepdads will take the new Camaro with them and leave you and mom with two months of unpaid rent. <laughs> sure, that dad might have taken you to a big party once where you saw your first naked woman, but that memory will fade over time. Only your real dad will show back up and barter his wave runner with the landlord. <laughs> To keep a roof over your head. Coach Swinney will be the only one that's going to pull a lackluster recruiting effort by disloyal assistant coaches out of the ditch. I hope these kids think long and hard about how much Coach Swinney will care for them. It's all that really matters. So, Casey, is it true that Dabo would barter his wave runner just to keep a roof over your head? I see absolutely nothing wrong with any of Fast Chad's posts there whatsoever. I think it's rational. I think it's completely. <laughs> you can't say that with a straight face. <laughs> He's my favorite poster ever. Uh, oh my I, god! I don't know who's taken up for him on Twitter or if it's a troll, but man, he's even come up, uh, come out on Twitter. This is fantastic. This is just wonderful writing. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I lost track because of all the other diatribes he goes off. Of. Uh, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant. Fast Chad is the best. It's certainly well thought out. Yeah, he's he certainly, uh, it's well thought out. I want to know if Fast Chad's in therapy because 
based on this conversation, I think he might have some daddy issues that he really <laughs> needs to work out. He seems to have some experience with in the dad uh, category. Correct. <laughs> Listen, all I know is I would have a beer with Fast Chad in a heartbeat. <laughs> what about Fast Chad's stepdad? Casey, <laughs> Casey, you're a stepdad, though, right? I am. Like, I am. You got at least you could you could agree with the Dabo part, but you know. I know I'm kind of pissed off because I took I took my oldest stepson to his first Clemson game. I, I played Pokemon with my other stepson. I didn't even do that with my own kid. My kid's first game was a Mississippi State game. I mean, like, what kind of dad am I? Real dad am I? I feel like I'm better at the stepdad thing. You're not going to take the Camaro and leave? <laughs> my wife doesn't have a Camaro. I wish. I do feel like that's a pretty good uh, stereotype there, that all stepdads drive Camaros. My stepdad doesn't. No? No. Hmm. Any wave runners in the picture? No, my stepdad is from like South Louisiana. The only thing that he has a value is his trailer that floats in the swamp. <laughs> I also haven't talked to him in like four years, so there's that. <laughs> my my stepdad uh, married someone younger than me after he and my mom got divorced. So yeah, I'm right there with you, Joy. So, so could she shout, shout out to Judy? Just you know, you're much better off without him. What's up, toots? Does does his new wife bake a mean ziti or what? <laughs> I'm sure she does. Between cannolis and ziti, we're on a big Italian kick. Casey, right now. let it go. <laughs> I do okay. have to get just throw this one thing in from Fast Chad because uh, we were talking about it earlier about uh, national championship teams that didn't play. I guess I said that wrong, but like Ohio State, we were talking about Ohio State on Twitter, and I said. Uh, I made a comment that Ohio State has never lost a football game. It's only been referees. I think I said that last week, too. And I just wanted to mention Fast Chat on Twitter came with ironic, because if you ever dated a girl from Ohio, you know the whole state is a bunch of cheaters. If you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you're reading this, I'm going to call. I'm sorry. I Thank God I can cut this out. If you're reading this, Becky, yes, I'm talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> I literally spit out my drink twice today, and that was the first one. Sorry, that was... uh, I don't, I don't know that we have a Hall of Fame here, but certainly there would be two inductees so far: Fat Tom yeah. and uh, Fast Chad. <laughs> two different I ends of the spectrum, fast, too. I think Fast, I think Fast Chad's ahead of Fat Tom. Y'all really put him up on a pedestal. <laughs> That's he's true. Wrong, and I told y'all he was wrong. He might get the Barry Bonds treatment. Maybe. I, I think we treatment. need we need to start a Hall of Fame. That's a great idea, yeah. actually. So, so we've got two nominees already who are uh, likely to be the first two inductees. Fast chance, first ballot. Yeah, <laughs> first ballot. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to three. Um, Number three. So hard to think it gets better than than uh, Fast Chad, but I think it does. Um, number three comes to us from uh, the Arkansas 247 board, Hog Sports. And this was a post also before the football season started. And this was a guy named the Junkyard Hog. And he said he lists sacrifices 
that he would personally make for a national championship. And he outlines what he would give up for a national championship in three different sports. The first one being baseball. He says, I'm willing to sacrifice tacos and sweet tea for a year. All right. And then he goes on to football. This is when it starts to get serious. For a football national championship, he would give up boob searches on Google, wings and tacos and sweet tea for a year, Call of Duty forever, and he would double up on service work. So that's for football. Um, for hoops, he says, I'll give up tacos, wings, sweet tea, all of that for five years. I'll quit Googling Hooters for five years. We'll get crazy and say woo pig suey to every stranger I see in the grocery store, and I'll triple up on service work. And then he says for a national championship in all three sports at the same year, he would give his left testicle and perhaps his right one as well. All of the above, all of the above as well. So in addition to everything we've listed, he'll also give up at least one testicle and maybe two and would give up fantasy football and baseball forever. What do you guys think? I'm interested by his ranking system where (laughs) fantasy sports come after his testicles. (laughs) That was the thing that jumped out at me. (laughs) Well, I mean, if I don't know, I mean, he is going to give up boob searches on Google. I mean, he's not, he is not going to type in boob on the word Google. I mean, he, uh, maybe he'll do it on the calculator, you know, like he used to do like eight, eight zero zero eight on a calculator. That's right. That's right. He, he could do it there maybe, uh, but not on the Google. Not for football anyways. Do you think Junkyard Hog's wife is related to Carl's wife? Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. She might want to check his browser history, though, or maybe... This guy's basically just telling it straight up. Like he's he's obviously searching boobs on the internet. Well, I what I couldn't gather from him is which which sport would he pro, which sport does he value the most? Like you well, would not think that, baseball. Yeah, not baseball. You would think most people would prefer a football, but I see it feels like his sacrifice for a basketball national championship is greater than his football one. That's I think Arkansas right now feels like they're more of a basketball school currently like their football team they i don't think they trust Pittman. i think there's some questions about how much longer he's going to be there and they love muscleman and honestly he's not doing a bad job so maybe his his ranking system is parallel to the success he thinks those programs could potentially have well but i don't know about that because i I, in my opinion, he is going to give a bigger sacrifice for a basketball natty, no? That's what yeah. I'm saying. I think he thinks basketball, he has the best chance for basketball to win a natty, so it's parallel to what he's willing to sacrifice for it. I mean, he said he's going to quit Google and Hooters for five years. For five basketball years. Natty. That's a lot for guys like Junkyard Hog. Can you imagine going five years and not being able to type Hooters in your Google search? Yes. I think I've gone 29 years without typing Hooters. I mean, I, I honestly don't know if I've ever done that. <laughs> I'm saying I haven't either unless I was yeah. searching for the nearest Hooters. Yeah. Like the restaurant. Which so I like yeah. If, if you guys could pick one, if you could pick a natty, what would you pick for your school? 
Oh, I would pick football, hands down. Can you guys imagine Utah State being the national champions in football? God, that would no. be so awesome. Yeah. No, I can't. That would be like hell. I'll be honest, it's baseball Whoa. for me. Baseball. <laughs> well, I've, seen, well, I've seen football, I've seen soccer, and my next favorite is baseball. See, you guys have all experienced that. Right? I was going to say, I mean, I mean, I got one not that long ago. So, I, honestly. And you have baseball. I, baseball were right number one of the preseason, and I've seen those happen. So, honestly, I would pick women's basketball. I want to see Kim Mulkey win an Addy at LSU. Is it worth it, though? You guys who have experienced the joy of uh, – Oh, yeah. Is, it, oh, is yeah. it worth giving up – Yeah, but we're talking about Googling Hooters for five years. Uh, yeah, is I'm, it worth I'm, it? I'm yeah. in year three of not Googling Hooters. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally worth it? Totally yeah, I, I, don't even, I don't even miss it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. Hooters, I'd, I'd is have, it worth it? I'd have trouble with this because we've won a baseball natty. We've won a basketball natty. And I'll be honest, if we were to win a football natty, it would be a sign of the apocalypse. So I'm not even sure I'd be willing to give up anything for that. So, I, you know, it, it would just it would be too weird. It would, I mean, frankly, it wouldn't be that much different from Utah State winning one, right? It would just be so out of left field that something would be fundamentally wrong. <laughs> so it just I don't know. I can't wrap my mind around it, to be honest. Well, if Utah State ever wins one, you'll know that NBG hit it big somewhere sometime. I'll be doing the Elon Musk donation. <laughs> Casey, here's your chance to say it again. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I lost uh, my dignity in 2016. I think that's worth more than. Same. 2019, I was done. <laughs> done done so i'm so glad that there are no videos or pictures from post national championship well let's let's just say i think i'm pretty safe to continue googling boobs on, <laughs> you're on not gonna ruin your chances make sure you delete your browser history <laughs> my wife's gonna be tweeting from my account that's right all right so let's go on to number two and Number two, uh, I'm not quite sure about number two. Uh, it's certainly one of the best posts of all time, but I'm not quite sure what sort of commentary we're going to be able to come up with here. This number two comes from an Auburn board, The Bunker. This is from a poster named Hornswoggle. This one's going to take us back to World War II times here. He says, the title, The Worst Thing About Hitler Coming to Power. Oh. Not something... Not something you'd expect to see on a uh, college football message board, but here it is. It says, the worst thing about Hitler coming to power is obviously the fact that Bear Bryant was about to be hired by Arkansas as its head football coach that when World War II broke out. Just think about how much better the world would be if he had gone back to his home state and in, instead of ending up at Alabama. So our man Hornswoggle thought about all the terrible things Hitler did <laughs> and he thinks that the, it was not allowing Bear Bryant to coach at Arkansas but sending him over to Alabama yeah if he didn't start to war right then Bear Bryant Wait. wouldn't have had to go to war and then he would coach Arkansas didn't he end up at Alabama in like 19 late 50s sometime yeah like 58 
1958. So I looked, I looked it up the chronology here because I was like, there's no way. And it's true. I mean, it's in 1941, he was a coach at like Union University in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And, and he was going to Arkansas to be considered uh, for the next head coach job. I don't know that he necessarily was going to be hired. And then World War II began and he enlisted in the Navy. And then he came home and coached, I think, at Maryland, Kentucky, and Texas A&M. And then in 1958, he went over to Bama. So I'm guessing in this alternate reality, he would have, um, if it wasn't for Hitler, um, he would have stayed at Arkansas for his entire career and never gone to Alabama. But Hitler had to ruin everything. Yeah, I, lo- I love how he glosses over, like, you know, like the tier one Hitler stuff, which is obviously genocide, mass murder, forced sterilization, right? Like, he kind of glosses over those. Even, like, tier two, what is he doing, like, meth and coke and having women poop on him and stuff? I mean, you know, like, this is, I would say this is pretty far down the list of atrocities. Hornswoggle's been on this show before, too. This is his his first Did this have any upvotes? Well, great. Yeah. It's it got did. a few. Three. It had a yeah, it had a few. You know, head in hand is exactly the right response, Joy. I think Hornswoggle's a little off base here, but uh, the fact that this is uh, what he decided to post, I thought was worthy of a, a certainly a top two post. It's out there. I mean, I get not liking Brian Harson, but I feel like that was a wee bit extreme. But there's. Extreme, and then he's way beyond the extreme. You know, I'm just well, Casey. I'm trying to be like trying to tiptoe here, okay? Because <laughs> like, I don't want him if he's willing to say this. I don't oh, even yeah. want to know what his opinion is about. Like when he hears that he's number two on this, what's what's he gonna call us? I mean, if he was comparing, you know, to Hitler and all, I'm terrified of what we're about to get. Well. Wait till you hear number one, Joy, because if you've been <laughs> uncomfortable so far, <laughs> buckle up, <laughs> because this one, I mean, Where's it come from? this one takes takes the cake, and you'll never guess where this one comes from. It's going to come from an LSU board, isn't it? No, Joy. Oh, it's, also, it's also from Auburn, from the bunker. Oh. And this was, this was kind of a late comer in the year. This was a Christmas post. This was posted before Christmas and uh, by a poster named Whale Driver. And he's talking about one of his worst Christmas experiences. So just hold on to your chairs, boys. (laughs) He tells this story. I'm going to read it word for word. He says, unfortunately, last year, my father-in-law passed on. For Christmas, we had my parents and my mother-in-law over from out of state. All of the remaining three parents are in their mid-70s. My mother-in-law was blasted by about 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. My mom went to bed early, and my mother-in-law passed out and rallied around 11 p.m. Her and my dad started drinking eggnog and whiskey until we went to bed around 2.30 a.m. At 4.30 a.m., my daughter was awakened by noises in the room next to her that she attributed to Santa leaving the house. (laughs) 
she said she couldn't find her grandmother anywhere and she was supposed to sleep with her that night with my parents in the guest bedroom. I walked up to the room next to my daughter's room and could clearly hear my dad banging my wife's mom with my mom asleep in the guest bedroom downstairs. I asked my wife what to do after I woke her up and she got pissed. She barged into the room to see her mom and my dad naked having adult relations. There so, it is, the number one post of the year. Congratulations. I'm not sure what to do with that post other than cringe. That's all you can do. That's the only reaction. Joy, how, how uncomfortable did we make you? Honestly, like that one was pretty mild. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable for him and for his wife and for that daughter, like the – their daughter who was like, yeah, grandma was supposed to be sleeping with me, but instead she ended up sleeping with my grandfather. Literally, <laughs> like that's uncomfortable. If anything could go wrong, it did and then some. That's why you shouldn't drink eggnog. I mean, that should be lesson number one. <laughs> and never have family over for Christmas. Exactly. I feel like these posts really strayed from football talk. Well, at least towards the end there, we kind of got off uh, quite a bit off track there. But Yeah, the final I, three were, were real rough. We can blame Auburn for that. We can blame the SEC for that, really. We'll take it. I think it's great that Auburn had number two and number one. I mean, it's the only thing they're winning anytime soon, let's be honest. <laughs> so. Well, and with you, Freeze, I mean – who knows what's to come from, from our friends at Auburn. And I, I feel like we need to close with something a little more positive, but there was a post from an Auburn fan after the national championship game where he stated that he was glad. I don't know if you guys heard Kirby Smart's pregame speech. Yes. You guys hear that? Mm -hmm. Apparently he, he um, cussed quite a bit in that. Oh, There's yes. not. There was an Auburn fan after he heard that said that he was glad that they had not hired Kirby Smart, that he'd rather go 0 and 99 than have hired than to have hired Kirby Smart as a head coach. So Kirby was an option? <laughs> Apparently not. Details. He he cussed too much. So they'd much prefer you freeze. Um, he could sleep better with you freeze than with Kirby Smart. So there you go. Yes. That was the top 10 post for 2022. Hopefully we can do better in 2023. <laughs> I have no doubts. All right. That'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time. Losers. Losers.